this Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. That's Latisha from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Anybody else on the line? I'd like to say good morning. Good morning, this is Diane. Happy Monday. Good morning, this is Diane. Good morning, it's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Morning, this is Deborah Evans. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, this is Susie. Good morning. Good morning, it's Natasha. Good morning, Natasha. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. I have a prayer request. Um, just praying to save our family home from foreclosures scheduled for sale in two hours in South Carolina. So I can put some uh, intervention on that so we don't lose the home. Good morning. Happy Monday. It's Leticia from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Anybody else would join the line and like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Sister Tracy. Happy Monday. Morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Monday to you, too. Good morning, good morning. Hello. Happy 
Good morning. Good morning. It's Leticia from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Anybody else join the line? I'd like to say good morning. Good morning, Leticia. It's Barbara. Good morning, Sister Barbara. Good morning. Good morning. It's Leticia from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Did anybody else join the line and like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Deidre. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Deidre. Happy Monday to you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm going to go ahead and get started with the business at hand. I want to thank everybody for being on the call this morning. Welcome, welcome. This is Claire Victory. We're a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time. And we are here to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you to walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Please be sure to join us in August as the new theme will be The Called. You don't want to miss the messages, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. There is one announcement today. If you've been blessed by the call and you would like to sow into us, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me backslash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no prayer requests submitted on the app, but there was one spoken one. It is by our sister Natasha. She is praying for that the uh, their house goes into foreclosure in the next two hours in South, in North Carolina. And she would like to pray for that situation that they will be able to keep their home. The order of the call today is the declaration will be done by David Woodard. Praying and leading us in corporate praise will be done by Sister Kendra. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. Again, the order of the call, the declaration we brought by Mr. David Woodard. Praying and leading us in corporate praise will be done by Edda Kedra. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer, David Woodard. The scripture today is 2 Timothy 1.9. Who saves us and calls us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. 
At this time, I would like to ask that you take a look at your phones to make sure that the button is on. I do hear feedback on it at this time. At this time, take a look at your phones to make sure the standard mute button is on. As the call is being recorded, we'd like to preserve the integrity of it. Thank you again for joining us here in Declare Victory, and I pass the call to David. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister, the teacher, Marathon. I appreciate that. Um, always great to hear your voice and hear you uh, greeting us and hosting us um, through our Monday morning. So thank you for being faithful and always awake and energetic and just a blessing to us all every Monday. Um, so I'd like to go ahead and open us up in a word of prayer. Um, and then we'll jump on in. And I'm going to kind of detour based on couple of things, um, so it's going to be a little choppy, so strap in. Um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you've given us and all that you have shown us for calling each and, every, each and every one of us to your purposes and your will to do what you would have us do on this earth so that we can live as examples of your love, Lord God. We thank you for all you do. In Jesus' name we pray and ask that, the, uh, that everyone uh, receive something from today's declaration. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so that that was interesting that the um, reading was Second Timothy. I was going to be coming from um, Romans, but I had also kind of looked at Second Timothy. Um, I'm still getting used to having the scripture readings, um, so it's kind of cool to have that whenever it does sync up. Um, so with the Romans, I was going to be talking about uh, basically Paul's uh, letters and, and basically his explanation of what it is to be um, called and sanctified, you know, and I think that as Christians, as, as believers of Christ, that we're all um called once you accept Jesus into your life, once you um, walk in faith that he is the son of God and he is the savior, then from that moment on, we are called to do something. And that's something individual to each one of us that God will have us do, um, whether that's direct ministry, whether that's um, serving at the church or doing some outreach to homeless people, whatever it may be, um, I believe as Christians that we are called to do um, the duty of Christ, which is bringing the kingdom of heaven here on earth and just sharing God's love um, that he's given to us. Um, so I think, uh, actually, I'm going to skip the second Timothy part because that's going to take us way out of, out of, what I had already planned. Um, so I was going to go ahead and start off with um, Romans, and we're going to go through uh, Romans chapter 8, uh, which I think is pretty important um, when talking about being called. It kind of gives us an overall understanding of what it is um, as Christians to really walk in the faith, to really follow what Jesus taught us, what God had for us to do um, here and now on earth. Um, so I'll go ahead and start Romans 8. And I'm reading from the New um, 
International Translation. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the spirit so what this already is saying right here is basically this is what what is amazing about being christians this is what is amazing about walking the life um in the footsteps of christ is that back prior to christ you know um the Israelites, you know, the chosen people, were given a strict set of laws, you know, the Ten Commandments, and then um, if you look at other books of the Bible that kind of numbers also does this, just goes into details of what was required. Um, Leviticus also goes into it more specifically, like the sacrifices and the very specific things that was required to just be in the presence of the Lord. And because they failed so many times, and Numbers that kind of basically chronicles a lot of the failing of the people that were delivered by God, that were given the rules by God, given the law by God, and they failed because of their flesh. They fell short of it because of their human nature. And God kind of saw this and was like, this is not working out. This is not... You know, there was many times that God had to, you know, in the Old Testament, we'll see that God punished the people because they weren't following the rules. They weren't following his law. They weren't able to comply. And so he gave us Jesus because he realized that our human nature is such that we just aren't, we're so sinful. We can't do it on our own. So he sent Jesus as as a marker of our faith and you know jesus in turn gave us the holy spirit to be our helper as he says so and i'm sure i've spoken about this before but i think it's really important to realize that we can't do this walk alone i think you know i know that i'm talking to a lot of experienced christians and a lot of pastors and ministers and other great declarers um, on the line, so I might just be a broken record here, but I think it's important to remember in our walk with Christ, we are weak. We're inherently weak. We 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 need Jesus to reach God. We need Jesus and the Holy Spirit to guide us every day, every second, um, so that we can really live in the joy that God intended us to live when he created us. Um, so it's just important to not forget that Jesus is here so that because we're weak. Jesus is here because we can't do it on our own. Um, that was tried before, and now this is the best solution. Um, so I'm going to keep reading on verse 5 on. Those who live in, according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit 
had their minds set on what the spirit desires. And so this is just telling us that like God, if we're living according to God's will, we're going to be focused on God's will. The flesh is evil. The flesh is always going to want to do what the flesh wants to do. The, the sinful nature is always going to be there. And so if we set our minds on God and set our minds on Christ and what he has for us, we're going to be able to live more fully in God's intentions for us. We're going to be able to live the calling that God has. We're going to be able to find out where he needs us to be and what he needs us to do so that we can do that while we're here on earth. Verse 6, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. And why wouldn't we want that in our lives? Why wouldn't we want peace? Why wouldn't we want this experience of living more abundantly, to live more fully, which is what living in Christ offers, living that calling that God has on your life which is only attainable through Christ, why wouldn't we want to seek that? Um, so verse 7 goes on, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. And so this is also, if you're denying your calling or if you're running away from what God wants us to do, that means that you're not going to be following in Jesus' footsteps. So you're not going to be reading your Bible. You're not going to be seeking that personal relationship with God. And I think that's really key because that helps us determine what it is that God will have us do um, on earth right now to bring about his ultimate vision and goals for us. Um, verse 9, you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but you are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. So this is also just basically reaffirming what a, what a, what the previous verses have said and what I've said is, you know, the spirit is in you. God left, or Jesus left the spirit as a helper for us to be able to guide us and show us the way. And when you're living in the spirit, you're going to be fed by the spirit. You're going to be, um, we talked about a few months ago, displaying the fruits of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. You're going to be giving the attributes of that. Um, and you're going to be constantly soaking it up. You're going to be constantly looking for that light. It's like walking in a dark room. Once you turn the light on, or once you have just a little bit of light, you're looking for more light. You want more light. So when you're walking in the spirit, you're going to want, to be more in God's presence. So you're going to follow the teachings of Christ and follow the teachings of the apostles that walked with Christ while he was on earth and in his ascension, post his ascension. So I think it's really important if you're looking for your call, if you're trying to figure out what you are doing in the body of Christ is to really truly stand firm in your belief, stand firm in your salvation through Christ and as we'll read on through these verses, that God will show you what he wants you to do. He'll, he'll guide you to do the things that he wants for you. Uh, and verse 10, but if Christ is in you, then even, through, even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies because the Spirit 
because of his spirit who lives in you. Now, this reminds me a lot of a Bible verse that we've all learned and read, um, John 3, 16, which says, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is powerful because going back to what I was saying earlier, how God had the laws and people weren't able to follow them because of the sins of their flesh. This is showing how much God loves us all, that he would give his son. He spared, you know, in the Old Testament earlier chapters, in earlier books, spared Abraham's son by providing that ram in the bush, but didn't spare his own son. He loves us so much that he was willing to give his own son to die for us. That's powerful. That shows how much God loves us and how much he wants us to really, really be in communion with him, to be really walking in the calling that he has for each of us individually, that he would give his own son. And the verse here in Romans, it's talking about that. It's basically saying, you know, that in Christ, you have everlasting life. And why wouldn't you want to be a part of this body that the God that was able to raise Christ from the dead, why wouldn't you want that to be a part of your life? That power, that that awesome ability, the same God that created the whole world, why wouldn't you want to walk on that side? Why wouldn't you want to be on that team? Um, so verse 12, I'm going to keep going on. Uh, Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die but your spirit will be put to death and the mind uh, misdeeds of your body will live. So this is powerful stuff too, because it's basically saying if you want to live in your flesh, if you want to live by the flesh, you're going to die by the flesh. Um, so you don't want to live, you or die, excuse me, you don't want to die, you want to live, you want everlasting life, and that can only be found through Christ. And that can only be through what God has given us in the gift of Jesus. And I think it's important to just constantly remember that and follow these steps and follow what, you know, God has written here. He's given us a whole manual. Um, There's a reason why a lot of the stories in the Bible are kind of, they repeat because it's telling us how to live by God. And our flesh is hard-headed. Our flesh is foolish. You know, we we repeat the same mistakes often, but if we were to truly walk in Christ and truly walk in the calling that he has for our lives, then we would be able to sidestep this. We would be able to avoid those same deaths over and over again. Um, For verse 14 here, for those who are led by the Spirit of God, are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought you, uh, brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his suffering, in order that we may also share in his glory. This is also pretty awesome because it's basically saying that by being walking in Christ, by having the Holy Spirit with you, in you, 
you automatically receive an adoption from God. We become God's children. And we know through the experience of Christ and even the apostles um, right after his death and even um, beyond that with Paul here, um, that God will work miracles. You know, we've seen the miracles that God's worked through Christ. We saw the miracles that God works through the apostles after Christ on earth. Um, after the ascension of Christ, so being adopted, having that sonship, that daughtership, that adoption just gives us life. It gives us more than we can even imagine. It gives us the ability to do and be more, and we'll get more into that as we go through uh, further through this chapter here. And it's you know, not just like a case for um, Christianity itself, but it's a case for living a better life. It's a case for living the way that we were created to live. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is the ultimate, I think, in life. Um, I think in the past I've said, you know, there was a period of my time when I was trying to figure out what there was, what you know, religious options that were for me. And at the end of the day, it always comes back to Christ. There's a power there. There's there's an ability um, to love and to be loved that I can't even explain. I can't even explain half of the amazing things that have happened in my life just this year alone since I really, really started to dig into it. Um, you know, the last, I don't know, gosh, 12 months have been really amazing for me because I've been learning and growing in Christ and seeing just what it is that he has in store. And ultimately for me, that is, you know, to spread love and share um, the gift of faith with other people. Um, so for you, it might be something different. Um, but as we'll see, you know, as we go further down in this chapter, we'll see how to access that a little bit more better. Um, all right, sorry, I've gotten a little off. So verse 18 here, now we're at Romans 8, 18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and be brought into freedom and glory of the children of God. And so this is also just saying, like, God gave us this gift so that we can really choose to be liberated out of bondage. You know, you accept Christ into your heart and you follow his ways. And that's not going to always be easy, but it's also knowing and relying on him and his, uh, the, the Holy Spirit for strength, his strength, his mercy, his grace. Um, we've talked about this also, um, how the grace of God is sort of like a charger, a battery charger that would just fill your cup back up once you're empty. Um, 
And so there is going to be suffering. Obviously, we know that too because the flesh is evil. We're, we're constantly battling this struggle. I mean, I think everyone can relate to one day feeling great and strong and still having sometimes setbacks. And I think that comes from not having full, like, just fully leaning on Christ. Like, that's what this this passage, 18 through 21, to me means. It's basically, it's going to be difficult. But if we really, really lean on Christ, and we really, really choose the path that God has for us, we're basically choosing glory and freedom over bondage and decay. Um, so let's go on, verse 22. We know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to present, up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved, but hope that has seen no hope at all, who hopes for what they already have. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. So this is pretty great. Also, um, it's basically just saying, like, you know, we, we have the spirit here that's basically in us groaning like childbirth, essentially waiting for our faith to lead us into this adoption, into the sonship, into the belief of Jesus and being accepted into Christ's body and being accepted into the family and accepting it is how you're accepted into it and truly living it, truly walking it, truly having that faith. Because there's tons of people in the world on TV who are always going to tell you to doubt it, who are always going to try to take Christ out of the equation and make you rely more on your own flesh to make you get more in your own emotions, to make you get so off track that you lose sight of what God has for us. You remember like when earth was, the, the earth was created, when creation was first brought about, when creation was created, that <laughs> um, God put man in the Garden of Eden, the most beautiful, peaceful, serene place that's a blueprint. That tells us right there that that's what God wanted for us all. He wanted us to live in peace, but because of the flesh, because of the sin, because of the sinful nature of not being able to fully follow what God wants for us, we've been damned to a life of sin. We've been damned to this constant struggle in our own heads, in our own flesh. And what the freedom of Christ gives us is basically a a breaking, a, a breaking of change, uh, chains, uh, a, a freedom from bondage that 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 we could only hope, but we can't even imagine. It, it opens up so much possibility for life for us, and and we have to be patient with that. We have to accept that that is coming, and that's what God wants for us, and that's what leaning onto God, leaning into Jesus, relying on the Holy Spirit will give us. It will give us that deliverance. It will give us that calmness. It will give us that um, 
strength and patience that we need to survive day to day. And so that's the, the, the beauty of being a part of the body of Christ. That's the beauty of accepting that call is that it gives us that ability. Verse 26, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groan. And he who searches our heart knows the mind of the, mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance to the will of God. This is great. This basically is exactly what I just said, but it's a, the Spirit that Jesus left us, our helper, will tell us how to feel. If we really, truly stay in it, if we really, truly believe, if we really, truly develop our relationship with God, if we really, truly believe and read the Bible on a regular basis to fully grow our understanding, the Spirit will help us in our weakness. The Spirit will help us so that we can be patient. We can wait for that end gift uh, when we all, you know, Re or re resurrected and go back into heaven. We can even get the little miracles that we get day to day and just breathing life. Um, that was a cool remix, but uh, just a reminder please put your phones on mute. Um, so that we can uh, keep the integrity of the call and also just so that I don't get distracted by my place. Um, so basically, um, the Spirit is there to help us and give us that everlasting life that we're seeking, that giving us that peace that we need, that patience that we need, and that is part of what having and accepting Christ into your life and following that calling is all about. Verse 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he may be firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Now, I imagine here that this is this is the real meat and potatoes of this this chapter here and um, of this book as well because God is basically saying He will do anything for those who love Him, for those who truly believe in Him, for those who have been called according to His purpose. And I believe that in Christ Jesus, we've all been called to a purpose. Um, because God has predestined every single one of us to do something, because we are made in God's image. And if we follow the things that his son had did here on this earth, when he became flesh and had to struggle with that same evil that we deal with on a regular basis, but he was, you know, God is, so it's not as hard, but he understands it. He's lived it. He's, He's experienced that, and each and every one of us are predestined to follow. We're, we're, we're all meant to be like Christ. We're meant to be called 
and am being called, if we accept that call, if we follow what God has for us, he will justify us and glorify us. So that means that he will open those doors for us so that we can do what he wants us to do, so that we can fully realize the calling that he has in our lives. And we will see, we will be glorified. We will be ultimately, um, how do I put this? We would be rewarded, but not just rewarded, but it will be, it will just, those doors will be open for us. You know, we will be protected by God's will itself if we follow it, if we accept that call, and if we live truly the way that He wants us to, which means killing the flesh daily by, you know, realizing Jesus take the wheel. Every single day we have to do this because we are clearly weak. We need Jesus in our lives. We need this. And God realized that, and that's why he sent his only begotten son um, for us to have this gift. All right, uh, so that we can, you know, ultimately be closer with God and follow the call that he has on each and every one of our lives. So verse 31, um, and I think I'm going to go ahead and just read through till the end here. Um, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those who God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No one in all these in all these things I'm sorry, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's powerful to me. That that that's just that's what it's all about, is that no matter what happens, God loves us. And there is nothing that can truly separate us from that. Even in our sinful nature, even in our flesh, even when we are just absolutely running and not listening to what God has for us, his love is so strong, he will find you wherever you are, and he will call you. He's calling all of us. That's why we have this gift of Jesus to save us, this redemption, this this, this awesome glory that we're given, this grace. The, the fruit of the Spirit, all of these things are part of this gift. And God loves us so much that he's given us this. And not only the day that we accept Jesus, but every day he's renewing our strength. And so this is ultimately saying, like, if we ask for it, you know, there's nothing that can separate us 
There's nothing that can come against us as long as we truly believe and as long as we follow the, the guidelines that God has given us, which are outlined plenty of times throughout the Bible, we're no longer beholden to the law of Moses because of Christ's gift. And I think uh, Romans 7 goes more into detail about that. Um, and then the beginning of Romans 8 kind of picks up on that and talks about how because of the flesh, you know, we have Jesus, essentially. But I think if you feel that you are called, um, don't have any fear because God has preordained that, he's predestined whatever it is in your life that you were supposed to be doing. As long as you believe in Jesus, as long as you cultivate and daily reaffirm that relationship with God, he will truly lead you where he needs you to go. He will truly let you live out your calling. So I encourage everybody on the call today, um, just pray more and read your Bible more and really develop that relationship with God because he loves us so much that he would do anything for us and has done everything by giving us his son. So we should give him that time honor that respect we should be able to say hey what is it that you really want me to be doing in life and have god take control because once he does that he's already predestined that the doors will be open everything will be laid out for you um so with that i love you all and i'll pass the call Um, Kendra, are you on? Um, I guess I'll go ahead. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just come to you this morning giving you thanks and praise. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you for just a new day to get this thing called life right. Lord, we give you the praise this morning. Thank you for the breath that you just blew into our lungs this morning because it was your breath that blew into our lungs and just gave us a new day. So we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for David this morning, God. Just thank you for that young man's heart that you created. Thank you for that word. Thank you that we are the cause. God, is so much for us to be grateful for, so we don't take it for granted that we are here today. Oh, God, somebody didn't wake up this morning, but because of your love, God, you woke us up, and so we're so grateful. Great is your mercy towards us, God. Great is your grace, and from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, it's your name that's worthy to be praised. So I praise you this morning. I thank you for each and every victor. 
that took the time to call in this morning and to hear a word from you, God. I thank you for David's heart, for him preparing that word and for studying the scriptures and for blessing us with Romans 8. Oh, God, I thank you that we have an ear to hear. I thank you that we are truly victors and after your own heart. So, Father God, this morning, I am just want to say thank you. Thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against us in judgment, you shall condemn. God, you are good, and you are just great, God. No matter what we are going through, we know that if we trust in you and believe in your word, God, that you will pull us through like you did time and time again. There is nothing too hard for you, God. Nothing too hard for you. Any prayer request that has not been spoken, God, you know exactly what we're all in need of, God. Bless those that are in bereavement. Bless those that may um, be waiting for a call this morning, maybe in regarding to a job or to housing or just a diagnosis, whatever it is, God. You said for us to be anxious for nothing, and that's nothing, not no nothing to be anxious for but we give it all to you we cast every care on you and know that you are god we know you to be jehovah rapha we know you to be a healer because look what you did for josiah hallelujah lord i thank you for josiah's life i'm so grateful for that young man's healing god i thank you for his beautiful mom and for her obedience that declared victory was formed for the father i just Bless her and as you continue to bless her and her needs and everything that she's in need of and her and for Deontay and for Demaria and just for her entire family. Her brother Marcus is on my heart. God, you know exactly what he is in need of as well. So this morning, God, I just want to give you praise. I want no matter what, God, we just want to give you praise. Take time out this morning to just honor you and worship you and just give you all the praise because you deserve it, God. It's because you gave your only son for us that we are here. If we consider the cross, no matter what we are facing, we know that it's already done. Jesus bore it all for us. We don't have to worry because Jesus bore it all. We don't have to think about um the the we we don't have to let fear set in because you said to fear not where you are with us and so we know that no matter what is going to happen today we are ready because you've already gone ahead and prepared it and we know you to be Jehovah Jireh oh Lord thank you for just always providing for us and meeting our needs God I thank you for that some of us this morning probably don't know what's going to happen before 12 o'clock but you do so we can just trust in you I just want you to 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 know, God, that we love you. We love you so much. God, we love you. We just cast every care on you. Somebody is having um, mental issues. Somebody is um, afraid, God. Maybe somebody is in a domestic situation, but God, trust in you. Somebody's child may not be... Um, found or in a, just whatever it is, God, I just ask that you will continue to, to keep us in your peace, no matter what it is we are facing. It's so much going on. Praying for all those victims of the mass shootings that are taking place all over the land. Oh, God, I was just looking this morning on the news and how how mother was shielding her baby and the husband was shielding the family and the grandparents were shielding. It's so much, but God, you are still God and you are still good and we have to keep our eyes on you. So I thank you this morning just for this day god i thank you because we can't take it for granted that we wake up we cannot take it for granted life is as a vapor so we have to trust you we have to believe in you we have to believe what your word says in times like this we have to just call on the name of jesus 
like never before, no matter what. So, Father God, I call on the name of Jesus to protect our land, to protect our babies, to protect all of us as we go to and from work. And nowhere is safe, God. You can be sitting in church and a gunman can come in. But, God, we know you to still be Jehovah Nisei as our banner. God, you are our warrior. You'll fight for us. You will fight for us, God. So I thank you this morning. Victors, this morning, there's nothing else to do but take your phones off of mute and praise God like never before. Give him what he is due, and that is his. That is your praise from your heart. Let him know what you're in need of. Let him know what you need this morning. Victors, take your phones off. Glory, glory, glory. Give God praise this morning. Thank you for another chance Thank you, Lord God. Place in our lives today, Lord God. 
will absolutely be okay. Thank you so much, and I love you guys. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Hey, how's it going? It's going, it's going. I was just so glad this morning listening to uh, the share and really tapping into what this month is about. It's a call, and with so much going on, oh, every time you turn around, um, there's grief, there's sadness, and it's like, Lord, what's going on? You know, are we not in position? You know what I'm saying? From just all the mass shootings, and not only that, even closer to home, this past week, almost every day, I got a phone call, um, somebody has lost their life. And then um, this weekend, on Saturday and Sunday, driving in the Bay Area on my way to Oakland after leaving a home-going um, celebration, there was a body on the freeway heading to Oakland. And then yesterday, they were trying to resuscitate someone on the freeway in another direction. So I'm like, you know what I'm saying? With calamities and everything going on, it's like, what is going on? What are we doing as believers? Like, are we really about, are we really doing what we're supposed to do? If that makes sense. Are we just showing up? You know what I mean? Are we just, you know, routine? Are we doing our routine, going to church, you know, even getting on this call? What are we, what are we missing? Are we not doing what we were called to do? You know what I'm saying? Are we not about our father's business because we're consumed with this, with this crazy world? And we're so caught up in our feelings and our emotions that we really are not doing what God called us to do. And, and it's just, it's to me how, um, declare victory has been through so much in the five years and it has um it's consistent it's consistent it's been life-changing but i'm so grateful now that the topics have been so so to get us to really get us into the word of god like never before because spiritual warfare is real we really don't have time to be petty to be you know playing we don't have time to just be memorizing scripture we don't have time to be woe is me it's a warfare y'all so I'm grateful again, David. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I love I love my young people, as you can tell. That's why I'm auntie to everybody. But you got so much early in your spiritual walk than a lot of us. I'm 51 years old. And so I'm just grateful for this forum. And so we have to really take it take it seriously. It's not just to get on a call, show up sleepy. No, pay attention so that you can war for your family, that you can be in assessors for your own stuff. Because there's a lot going on. We really have to fight like never before. So thank you, nephew, as always. Um, I just love you, young man. So continue to, to to grow. And this this message this morning was really just touching because we are we really need to, to get into the word like never before and be about our father's business. Know what you're called to do. Love you. Thank you. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been feeling, especially like the last few days, like you feel that spiritual warfare. You feel, feel that uh, something's a little different in the air, you know, with the, the shootings and with there's just been so much going on, like you said. And I think it is important for us to really get into the Word. That's, you know, God gave us. Jesus, and Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit, and God also gave us the Word, so we should use all the tools that God has given us to their fullest, because it's a gift from the Ultimate Father, the Great Shepherd, everything. So thank you for that. Um, Does anyone else have anything they'd like to share or any uh, prayer requests? 
Yes, hey, Brother David. Hey, this is for Carolyn from Wings. Hey, boy. Oh, my God. That is good. <laughs> it was so good. My man, my man. Wow, you unpacked Romans 8 like that? <laughs> I'm like, listen to that. I'm like, listen to that. Listen to that, my girl C right there. I'm like, wow, you, are you on the level knocking up there with your mama? I'm like, that? Ooh, praise God for you. Thank you. I so want prayer for my pop. Um, he's about to have esophageal cancer. Well, he has esophageal cancer. He's about to have surgery next week. So please, please, cover my pop, Charles, in, in prayer, and my brother-in-law, Sam, in Arkansas, um, lung cancer. And they like backing up on his treatment. And please pray for Sam and my pops, Charles. It's just so much. Thank you for the encouragement to go in the Word, stay in the Word. Oh, my God. Thank you. Love you so much. Miss you. Thank you. Love you too. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we'll absolutely be in prayer. Um, so thank you for speaking up and giving that prayer request. We'll be absolutely in prayer. When is the surgery scheduled? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Thank you. The surgery is scheduled for August 15th, next Thursday. Okay. Thank you. All right, you're welcome. Thank you. All right, do we have um, anyone else that wants to talk about the, uh, their calling or if they have any, anyone has any prayer requests, um, I'm happy to. Hey, David, this is Carolyn again. If people are getting ready, getting their stuff together, I just want to say thank you again for how you unpack the word and about, you know, really relying on Jesus, really relying on the spirit and being able to go in every any area of my weakness. I'm like, oh, God, today, every day. Thank you for just that push. Go, go in the word, stay in the word, walk closely with Jesus. Where is the direction that he is leading? Oh, my God. Thank you. Wow. I'll be past in a minute. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. I think, yeah, it's important. I think it's it's weird to do declarations and say the same. Like, I feel like a lot of people will say, read the Bible, follow the word, but it's easy to forget how important that is because in our day-to-day lives, in our, you know, with things going on, even as on DT on DD says, there's been so much going on this week. There's right, been so much right. in everybody's life. It's easy yeah. to forget to read the Bible. Like I actually have you a get distracted. On my phone. Yeah. I have an app that tells me to. Like it reminds me every morning, like oh. don't check the messages. It's a Bible uh gateway. It just pops up with like the verse of the day and then I kinda get more into it. But it's like, oh good. I need this. Right. I actually need this every day to remind me to just mm. spend that time. Um, and I think it's useful for all of us at whatever level you're at um, yeah. in your walk. It's really important to read that work because God will always reveal something new to you in that yeah. in that moment. He'll find a way to speak right to you. So, yeah. yeah, I highly recommend getting that. <laughs> yeah, I, I go to a Bible Gateway, but I need to gap the uh, – 
the app just to be on my phone and wake me up with that. Also, I just want to say lastly, thank you again for reading all the way through Romans like that, even to the end where when we are we are encouraged and we are satisfied to know that we are more than conquerors. I'm like, wow, that's no matter what. Mm, thank you so much again. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, not only are we more than conquerors, mm-hmm. we, we got the greatest backup. We got the greatest general in our corner. We got the greatest fighter in our corner. You know, mm-hmm. thank God. Yeah, amen. That just opens it up. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. Stay encouraged. And um, this is Dee Dee. I'm a tag team with Carolyn because it's nothing like needing I think a lot of the times we don't, like you said, we there are distractions because life hits us hard. And I don't think it's that we forget because <laughs> if the word is in you, you know what to go to, right? So you can only, that the word is our weapon. So we have to be full of the word so we can come back and, and, and battle against the enemy and, and not just, you know, because sometimes... You only run for help when you're in the, you know, it's kind of like, don't wait till the, till the battle is over. Shout now. That, that means so much Hallelujah. to me. In the middle of it, in the midst of everything you're going through, get into the word because, man, the word is so good and it's so, there's so much there. So you're not depressed. You're not anxiety. You know, you're not anxious. You're not about to pop pills or whatever because if you get into the word you'll get peace get into the word because it's gonna get like these days that we're in are getting worse so you you may not have a declared victory to call into you may not have time to go flip through an app so once if you get the word in you you'll have it you know i'm not talking about um, memorizing scripture i'm talking about just knowing what the word says for whatever that situation because for every every problem there's an answer and it's in the word so we really do have to know the word so that we can fight this war that we're in because it doesn't stop. The fight of faith is ongoing until you leave this place. So, yeah, uh, Sister Carolyn, we don't have time with everybody. There's requests all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. Believe your own prayers. Like when things are going on, of pray. Course. You pray to God. Yes. We are supposed to agree with each other in prayer. Yes. So you may yes. not have somebody to say, can you pray for this? No, pray. You pray and ask us to yes, agree yes. in prayer. That's how that works. So I'm just Amen. grateful for you, yeah, yeah. David, Thank for real. You. Like Monday, you you set it off. It's quiet on the call this morning. I hope people are yeah, yeah. absorbing what they heard so they can apply it. And I'm talking to me, too, because I took lots of notes. I love you. Thank you. It was amazing. Of course. And I'm, I'm praying, of course. Just want the agreement. Thank you. Amen. Yes, definitely. Hey, brother, this is Mona. Definitely absorbing um, DD. That's what I've been sitting doing, just absorbing. Can you just once again encourage, just you know, just that re encouragement of His Word, you know, and to get in it, and that's what I got so much out of it. And that 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 Romans, I love Romans. I love Romans. This is something about what Romans, you know, how He feeds me out of Romans. Romans was one of the first um, to me um, that woke me up out of, of of condemnation. I mean, my pastor, I never forget it. He just told me, he said, I just want you to read that and just read it and read it and read it. It was some years ago, and I remember that, and and I remember how it just kept speaking to me differently each time and each day. It was just how I was coming alive, how I was speaking, you know, speaking to me, I, to, to get me out of stop doing that to myself. So you definitely brought it this morning, and I thank you. And, um, yeah, definitely with just, um, Didi, like you were saying, just, meditating in it, you know what I mean? Just meditating what the Spirit was saying. And I thank you so much. I thank you. 
and, and God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Mona. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I think it's it's yeah. Thank you. I, it's important to be encouraged to read the word, and thank you, Aunt Didi, for reminding us that the word. You know, we need to carry it with us because, like you had said earlier, we are, and as we all know, we are in spiritual warfare right now. This is this is happening. This is really happening, and we really do need to hide the word in our heart. So that we not only, like you said, not just memorize the verses, but we actually are living it, we're experiencing it, we are about it, and we know how to address every situation. Like I said, I'm still growing, so I'm still reading more and getting more out of it so that I can kind of be prepared, like you said, for whatever situation arises, uh, there is an answer for it. So thank you for that. Hey, David, this is Juliet. Hey, Juliet, how you doing? Good. That was a great decoration, and I just wanted to piggyback on what you guys were saying as far as the Word. You know, what I found is just, read. you know, getting in the practice of reading the Word, you know, with the heart, um, you know, with your heart towards God, asking God to, you know, have his way in your heart. And as you read the Word, um the Lord will begin to bring back to your remembrance, even though you don't think you've, you know, you've memorized, but in the time that you need it, he'll bring that word back to you at the time that you need it. And you'll find yourself when you're talking to somebody, all of a sudden you'll be saying God's word and you'll be like, I don't remember memorizing this, but it's because you've just been reading, you know, so just getting in the practice of reading it, uh, God will bring back to your remembrance the things you need to need to remember how to fight the battle and how to minister to other people. I just wanted to add that. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good morning, David. This is Ravonda. Good morning. How are you? Doing fine, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Um, enjoyed your share this morning and um, just listening to everyone and um, how they so enjoyed it also. And I was just thinking about the common thread that um, everyone basically has said, and that is basically when you're able to recall the word. And um, and it's not just always in times of difficulty, you know, um, that um, we recall the word, you know, but also um, in the time of triumph and um, when we've overcome some things and when we need to remember or when we're faced with um, with giants um, that don't necessarily um, uh, want to take us down um, but may make us afraid. And I found that in this this season, when the requirement um, for me to make different steps, when I feel that what I have isn't enough, I have to, um, you know, remember, you know, that, you know, uh, about the joyful heart and um, that he's with me always, you know. And um, I remember 
in one of the months that we were doing series how um, there's times that even in our prayers that, you know, we don't have to say amen. It's just an open dialogue. And when we begin to rehearse the word in our hearts, when we are faced with difficult times, like um, some things that would get me last year, you know, are like water off a duck this year. And so it's, it helps really when we rehearse the word of God, it helps us in our inner man. Uh, we're really sowing to the spirit, you know, so we don't put any confidence in the flesh. The word says we are the circumcision, the cutaway ones, and we worship God in the spirit, and we rejoice in Christ Jesus, and we put no confidence in our flesh. You know, um, this, that, this is physical man, uh, because we know it, it always wants to be alive and be on the throne, or our own ideologies, or things uh, the way the world say that we should um, conduct ourselves, but because we've sown to our spirit and we've rehearsed those scriptures because I don't know about everybody else. I don't always get in my word every day, you know, not physically turning a page, but I can't think of a day that has gone by that I haven't rehearsed scripture at some point during the day, whether it was in prayer or if I'm standing behind that chair and praying over someone's life or if we're talking and I may have to paraphrase a, a scripture considering who I'm talking to, you know, so it becomes a part of our verbiage and who we are, you know, so much so that even we're quoting scriptures and we're talking and dialoguing with someone who who we are ministering to and they don't even know it, you know, so it's so many ways that the scripture helps us and it's not just to show that we know something or we, you know, we just be thumping, we Bible thumpers or whatever. But when this word becomes flesh in us, then we're, we are written epistles read of men. We, we are ones that people will see our lives and will see what scripture, um, what scripture will do. We begin to morph and look different. It's not that we're just full of knowledge, but we have understanding. And then that word becomes flesh on the inside of us. I enjoyed your share this morning. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ravonda, for that. Um, just hearing you yeah. share, um, it really spoke to me because that's kind of the way I look at the word. It just becomes life. It's like you live the word. It, it's not about, um, you know, being able to quote scriptures or memorize scriptures it's like the scriptures become life in you and you find yourself walking out the word and living the word and you know um in times when you're talking or sharing with somebody you know unbeknownst to you you're 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 saying something to them and you know it it's the word because that's what's in you that's what you've um fed on that's what you've been feasting on and and it just comes out of you and I think that's what um, is so beautiful about the word of God and what's so beautiful about you know walking with Christ and living with Christ is that you know you begin to um, you know that the, the Holy Spirit he begins to just you know operate in you and like I said you you begin speaking the word and not even you know not knowledgeably speaking the word or, or, you know, not, not intentionally speaking the word, 
but it just becomes you, you know, you just become life. It, the, the word becomes life in you. Um, so thank you so much for reminding us of that, uh, Ravonda. I appreciate you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Ravonda, for definitely reminding us that, yeah, when you do walk in the Word, it becomes you, and it does come into situations that you don't even know. That's really powerful to remember. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It's your etiquette. You know, it's your etiquette. When you sit down to a table, and I'm going to be brief, you sit down to a table at a formal uh, dining table, you know, uh, uh, situation, and I'm left-handed. So normally I'm always cognizant of who is on my right hand because if I'm not careful, I'll take their silverware, I'll take their cup, because <laughs> I'm left-handed. And it's set for someone who is right-handed. And so it's just like in this world, this world um, we are pilgrims traveling through. You know, it's not our final destination, and we have to know how to navigate um, when we go through uh, whatever situation we find ourselves in. And Christ knew that because what the law could not do, um, um, Jesus Christ took on for us so that he he, he became the fulfillment. Um, So we would not have to keep the law. That wasn't what we, you know, um, that's not what we're designed to do. So when I sit down to this table, you know, I have to remember who, who this, 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 this dining room uh, situation, this formal dining room situation was not, this table was not set for me. You know, um, so I have to remember that I'm, I'm different. While respecting everybody, while respecting what other people do, I have to always realize that I'm different, and that's what the scripture does. It it brings us when we're when we find ourselves in situations that are extreme and difficult, no matter what it is, whether it's death or life or joy, uh, being joyful or whatever. It's always something there. There is something there for us. And what's so awesome is that Christ said, "You know what? I I I." prepare a table before I have a table and I'm a, I'm a, I, in the presence of your enemies who are the it could be many things it's, it's not just people it could be stuff or whatever but the awesome thing about it is is that the word of God is our etiquette it teaches us how to go in and go out of situations how to entreat people um, how to um, set the tone change atmospheres um, how to be uh, uh, gent harmless as doves and sly as serpents. It teaches us um, how to set up ambushment uh, on the enemy's camp. It, it is everything that we need. And the more we become practitioners uh, of our faith by uh, the right application of the word, which is wisdom, you know, we gain knowledge of the scripture and the right application is, our, is the wisdom of what do we do in these times? You know, when we find that, you know what, we're in a situation and we know it, 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 it isn't, you know, set here for us specifically, it isn't designed for us, 
how do we navigate? And so that's what the, that's what's so awesome about the Word of God. You know, um, it, it allows us as we begin to rehearse it, it slows down our heartbeat. It reminds us to deep breathe, uh, to breathe deeply. We begin to see things change when we uh, begin to um, uh, begin to speak what He spoke over us and begin to uh, realize it and believe it. You know, realize it and believe it. It begins to change our lives. I mean, drastically, you know, um, and it may not look like it's drastic, but when we look back and see where God has bought us from, and we know it was because we, because of our hard, hard times and troubles that we begin to draw closer to him and rehearse his word in our hearts, we, we can see, you know, and we can remember, and that's what brings us good comfort. That's what brings us comfort in knowing that, you know, he's always there. He's left his word. And you know what he said, none of it will change. Every jot and tittle, believe it all. Amen. Yeah, I love that. Looking at the Bible, it's like the ultimate um, travel guide. It tells you how to act in any situation, and it gives you the exact guidelines to suss out a situation, to... um, change a negative situation like you said that's amazing i never really looked at it that way so thank you that's awesome um does anyone else have anything that they wanted to share about um just knowing the word following the calling that god has on your life or if anyone has any prayer requests i think um i'm gonna close this out pretty soon here All right, well, I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, close this out in a word of prayer. Thank you, everybody, for calling in. Um, Thank you for sharing. Thank you for adding to the conversation. It's always great to um, commune with each other. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together again to study your word and grow closer to you, Lord God. As we part and go into our week, we ask that you will... uh, help with all the prayer requests that have been unspoken and the ones that have been spoken, Lord God, we ask that you help with Charles's surgery uh, next week, Lord God, that you just guide the surgeon's hands, Lord God, and show them what needs to be done so that everything can work out smoothly, Lord God. And we ask that you just touch Sam's lungs right now, Lord God, and you just begin to heal and work on them, Lord God, so that he can begin to breathe freely and smoothly, Lord God. We ask that you help the family of Linda Ruskins as they uh, appreciate the life that you give them, Lord God, and give her some more energy and ability to just fight a little bit longer, Lord God. We thank you for everything that you have done for us and that you will do for us, and we know that if we follow your word, if we just seek you closely, 
And more clearly, Lord God, you will open every door. You will fight every battle for us, and you will be able to control any situation as we need it. So as we go into this week, Lord God, we thank you for all of our victories and all of the love that you've given us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Thank you, brother. Oh, my God, you're a prayer warrior. Oh, my God. Thank you for also saying about the not only walking, I'm not only talking about the word, but walking it. Thank you so much. Bless you. Have a blessed day, everyone. I love you. We love you, too. We love you, too. Thank you, Yvonne. God bless you.